Welcome to the Resilient Mindset Podcast, an exciting new podcast by Resilience Queen, Justine Martin. Justine is the owner and founder of the Resilient Mindset, a division of the Justine Martin Corporation. Justine draws on her years of experience and knowledge, consulting with clients to develop and sustain a positive mindset. Focused on igniting your passion, purpose, and power, follow the Resilience Queen each week as she delves into the mind of her guests, exploring fascinating stories and inspiring journeys. Hello, everyone. Today, I've got Cassie Shaddock. She's a 21-year-old, and she owns her own photography business called Cassie Rose Creative. In March 2020, Cassie started a photography business, which was initially meant to be just for weddings and events. Within a week or two, we went into lockdown and everything was put to a big halt. Cassie decided to do free product photography for brands in the meantime, who would send her products in exchange for content. This lasted a while, then she started to raise her prices, which is very smart, Cassie. Cassie was studying full-time in a Bachelor of Sports Media and at the same time working as an essential employee at a main supermarket chain doing full-time hours. In 2021, she moved from Gippsland area to Melbourne by herself, all alone, in order to complete her final year of study. Just within a month of moving, she was away for the weekend, came home and found out that she was robbed and lost everything for her business, as well as her shoes, clothes, equipment, alcohol, and more. This was just the beginning on having to collect herself and rebuild, showing true resilience. Cassie overcame this during the following months, working casually to save for more equipment and essential items. The police and authorities could not locate her stolen property and no luck at either the pawn shops or online. Fast forward another year, and her business is booming. Her work has been featured in Vogue. Wow, that's awesome, Cassie. And she gets to be interviewed on today's podcast. She graduates in a month or so, and she's back better than ever. Having rebuilt her business, Cassie is now thriving and is here today to share her tips on overcoming the adversity she never saw coming. Welcome, Cassie. Thank you so much, Justine, for having me. I'm so thankful to be here today. Thank you so much. You're welcome. So let's get into the nitty-gritty of it. What does resilience mean to you? Resilience pretty much means being able to overcome any type of adversity in any situation, whether it's on a personal level or on a worldwide level, just being able to demonstrate the ability to overcome adversity in tough times, I think is pretty much what I would say resilience means to me. So how quickly you bounce back from an adversity? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we all face adversities in life, whether you realise it or not. Um, so what's an adversity you faced and how did you draw on your resilience to cope? So I would definitely say as uh, part of the intro, definitely being broken into and robbed uh, this was something I never experienced or I don't really know anybody else who has had this happen to them before. So it was really hard to mm. kind of, everyone was giving advice, but it wasn't really advice from anyone in a similar situation. So it was something I really had to navigate on my own, obviously with the support of some family, friends, um, uni, uh, other team members at work and colleagues and things like that. So pretty much as like said, I went away for Easter and it was my first 
um, month I'd moved to Melbourne. So moving from the country to city is already a pretty big deal, especially having to do it on my own. Um, I moved to a service apartment. I'd never heard of one before, but it was pretty much perfect for me. Um, all utilities were included in the week's rent. It was already furnished, pretty much just had to pay 300 bucks a week and that was it. Yep. So I thought I'd stick to that. It was living in a hotel at the same time. Obviously, there was no tourists or travel, so pretty much places were looking for um, students or accommodation for people to rent over time. So part of this is why I didn't have content insurance because I was staying in a hotel Pretty much if you go and stay in a hotel, you kind of just assume you don't need a whole new insurance mm. for that. Anyway, fast track a few days. I'd been there for two or so weeks. Um, turns out I'd been stalked over time. My n- windows had been marked with texter and numbers had been imprinted on my window, which we kind of wow. learned after it happened, which you've heard in, you hear in the news stories about um, people marking fences with spray mm. paint could be in pink or could be one F for one female and all those kinds of things. Mine had a one-on-one window and I saw that a week after I moved in, looked at the before photos, it wasn't there. So it happened whilst I just moved in. So I did thought, they actually get in into the premises and or was it on the outside of the window? It was on the outside. There was like a fly screen and then the big window, but it was so high up. I'm 5'9", so I'm pretty tall, couldn't reach it at all. So someone's either used a ladder or someone's shoulders to write a number on top of the window. And, and look through your window. Look through the window. Yep. They would have had full access to see everything in my room, um, look through the gap in the curtains. If I'd gone to work, I would obviously want some fresh air in the room. Mm. So the windows would have been nice and open for some fresh air. But, yeah, it was just crazy. Everything was taken and my room was tipped upside down. When I got home 10 p.m., on Easter Monday, nighttime, it was horrible. That would have been terrifying for you, with, you know, a, a single female in a city where you don't know very many people and, you know, you think you're in a secure location and, and that happens. Uh, I can only imagine how you felt. Um, I had my house broken into when my children were quite young and we were actually at home sleeping when they came in the back door. So I I know how terrible and terrifying that actually feels and, you know, it's a huge adversity to face by yourself. It was just so scary but I was so grateful in in the sense that I wasn't there. Like imagine waking up in the middle of the night to someone climbing through the window and landing on the bed. Like when I got home there were footprints over the bed, there was dirt from the bottom of the shoes. Like I just... If I was home when that happened, I honestly just horrible. Like yeah. I'm so glad I wasn't there. That's I, I'm I'm just my heart's fluttering for mm-hmm. you, and I'm sure the listeners are um, as well. So then, what happened, Cassie? So pretty much, um, called I was called the police probably about 20 minutes after that happened because I was just in shock. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm looking around to see. If my camera equipment's there, where are my shoes? Where are my basketball jerseys? Because I collect Nike shoes oh, and no. NBA jerseys, and they were all taken as well. Um, my camera gear I had hidden behind the bed in a small couch and wedged in a corner. The couch had been flipped upside down, and the camera bag was gone. It had two cameras, lenses, um, hard drives of work, 
and called the police and was expecting them to be on their way, but they never actually showed up until 7 o'clock the next morning. So I honestly didn't know when these uh, robbers, I would say, had come because I was gone on Mm -hmm. Friday night until Monday night. And there was no way the accommodation apparently had no security cameras, which is negligent security. And I'm currently going to, I'm going through VCAT to deal with that at the moment. Good for you. Um, and they haven't given me my bond back because of the damage to the place, which I'm also going through VCAT for. It's a big shambles and it's still so you're not ongoing. Li- you're not still living there? No, I moved out. And that's part of the reason why they didn't want to give my bond back because I had moved out early. But it was for my safety. Mm-hmm. Like I'd literally been stalked. Everything had been taken. I didn't know what paperwork they had with my name on it. Like for my safety, I had to leave. Yeah. So it was just, I was just in shock. Like I don't even, I don't think I cried much. I think I was just annoyed because it was such a big inconvenience. So did you go into like a fight mode? Is that what you would describe was, it as? What I did, the, yeah, pretty much I would say a fight mode. I, that for days and weeks after it, I'd go to pawn shops. I'd be on Marketplace for hours a day trying to find the exact, like, bundle of equipment that was taken. I made some Facebook statuses, which um, I showed the equipment that had been taken, a Richmond Premiership watch. I'm a big footy fan and this special watch. I completely forgot about that was taken and um, nothing was ever recovered or found and I think I was pretty much trying to, I was in a bit of denial at the same time, I think. I was like, oh, you know, it, it'll all get better. Everything will fall back into place. And here we are, like a year and it's just under a year later and nothing's been recovered and I pretty much had to start start over from that day. Wow. And so from that day when that happened, so you've moved, you've moved um, locations yeah. and then, you know, a lot of people are just throwing the towel and go, oh, this is all too hard. I'm going to move home. I'm going to give up my degree. I'm not going to start my photography business because, you know, it's all been stolen, but not you, Cassie. (laughs) Not me. No, not me. I was more determined more than anything I would say because because it was such an inconvenience, I knew I had a lot of catching up to do. I did take a two-month break from that time just to work at the supermarket so I could get a few um, get some more money, put it aside so I could upgrade my equipment. Um, when I say upgrade, I guess I had no equipment to like, upgrade, but to get new equipment. <laughs> and To replace everything that the mongrels had taken. <laughs> Pretty much to replace everything. And so I um, a few thousand dollars I put aside and moved into a new place got back into a routine of work and also back at uni, my lecturers were lovely and I did have so many assignments due, but I was able to get a little bit of an extension for that. Oh, that's amazing. Um, They even took my laptop charger. Like it was just annoying things like that. And they took your laptop? I had my laptop with me but left my charger behind. (laughs) Same with my camera chargers. I had the camera chargers in my laptop bag, but they took the camera. So Suck on them because they didn't have any camera charges. <laughs> they took my cameras. So 
<laughs> so that, I thought that was kind of funny. I kind of find humour out of a lot of situations, and I just thought that was quite funny. <laughs> That's karma for them, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It is I'm the same. I find something funny. In, you know, in the face <laughs> of adversity, there has to be yeah. something funny in there, even if you don't see it straight at that yeah. time. So Exactly. Um, yeah, I'm the same. <laughs> well, well done for you for uh, rebuilding. Um, Thank you. Because that takes, you know, that takes a lot of resilience to do yeah. that. Absolutely. And I think because I was in my final year of study, I needed a portfolio. And to be ahead of my students, not that it's a competition, but to stand out, mm-hmm. you need a point of difference. And I knew my business was something nobody else had in my cohort. So I had to keep it going. So I gave it two months off, bought new equipment, I think in July, August, mm-hmm. and then had a shoot two weeks later after I purchased everything. So I was pretty much back to normal from that day on after I got my uh, replacement equipment. So, yeah. Well done for you for recognising, you know, to take that two months of time. We would call that self-care as well yeah. and rebuilding rather than, you know, throwing it all away or trying immediately to go back into it. Um, I mean, how quickly we, we bounce back from adversity is resilience, but it's also being aware um, of what your timeline is and what you're capable of doing and the stress that, you know, you're obviously you were under. So um, and keeping, you know, the lines of communication open with your lecturer and them giving you extensions, um, well done uh, for doing that because there's Thank a lot you. of people who just don't. Yeah, I did feel really guilty asking for extensions, but I was like, I have a valid reason. I should be okay. Like, I've never really done it before. And obviously, it's a valid reason. Like, I just lost $7,000 worth of assets. Like, of course, it's a valid reason, but I just had to, I felt like I had to justify myself when really I didn't need to at all. It was pretty much that's how it was, and I couldn't do anything about it. Bloody mongrels. That's all I can say. <laughs> I know. <laughs> It's like, oh, my God, go out and get yourself your own job and buy your own things. I know. And I was actually shocked because I did so much research on the area that I moved to because, as uh, mentioned previously, Mm. I'm from Gippsland. Moving to Melbourne, I did a lot of research on suburbs, safe suburbs, um, good general locations for someone my age. And when people heard about my story and they said, oh, like it was in Kew, so near Hawthorne, near Hawthorne, um, when people heard about this, they were like, "That's I can't believe that happened because Q is such a." Unfortunately, great I think it happens everywhere now. Um, no, and it's just awful. So, and that's why another reason the police couldn't quite be of any assistance because this kind of thing happens so every single day, yeah. and they couldn't obviously make special exemptions for me. And I completely understand that, but it was just. But they did insane. turn up, didn't they? The police did. The next, the next morning, morning they did yeah. after I, I originally called, but that's okay. I stayed the night at my cousin's and his best mate's um, apartment on the couch with my phone on loud, just hoping that I'd get a phone call and it was the next morning. So that's okay. <laughs> so where to from here, Cassie? So I get my graduation certificate in the coming months. So finished all of my assignments, everything's handed in. Yep. In the meantime, I'm just going to keep working casually at a new casual job I have and working on my business. I've recently expanded my services as well. So instead of just photography, I'm doing social media management and um, video services such as Reels, um, TikTok content for brands. And I'm really just trying to get my name across the whole media and content creation platform. 
Um, and I guess I'm just going to keep doing that and hope good things come my way because I've been working hard. I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. So um, some of your tips for resilience in in overcoming what you, what you have just been through. Um, so we've already discussed, you know, taking your two months off for, for some self-care and regrouping on what you want to do. Are there any other tips that you can give the listeners? Yes, I would say try not to overthink. I personally am a really big overthinker. And in this situation, I think I literally, I just had to be present and just focus on mm-hmm. what I could control. Um, everything that had happened was completely out of my control. So just trying to not overthink. And at first I thought maybe what if the people come back? What if they know everything about me? What if there's something that they want to come back for? And then I kind of thought that's going to be pointless when I've moved out. I'm safe. I'm out of harm's way. And I just just don't try and overthink. Like try and focus on what you can control is all is probably what I can say in this situation or for, for the listeners who might be facing adversity as well that's a really really good point yeah just you know concentrate on what you can control and so did you have a plan of attack did you have some goals on on what you wanted to achieve in in that you know in the following 12 months well originally I wanted to get a full-time job from my degree but I'm kind of after lockdowns and everything I really don't think the nine to five Monday to Friday is going to be for me. I want to travel. I want to work on the road and I want a job that allows me to work on the road, I guess. So continue with photography. I can travel interstate, maybe get clients and do shoots at different states whilst driving and hiring out studios. I think that's what I want to do for now. And of course, in the sports space, maybe work with the NBL or an AFL team and just try and push for women in sport and women empowerment um, in the sports industry as well, which is part of my degree's kind of completion too. That's awesome. You could do international. I could. I could. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, someone, <laughs> if someone's out there looking for a new brand photographer, um, drop Cassie a line. All her details are going to be uh, uh, in the bio section of the podcast. So um, we'll give you a plug, Cassie. You know, Thank you. What you so tell me, do you, do you now have contents insurance? Not yet. <laughs> well, it's funny because I just moved to a new place two weeks ago. Yeah. So I've just before this um, um, interview started, I was just finishing building some like tables and chairs. So I don't even have the place set up yet. Content insurance is definitely tomorrow. Right next tomorrow, <laughs> get on there and get get a cover note, please, <laughs> for me. It's 100% got to be my next job. I've just been trying to move in, settle in, um, get my shoots back up and running yeah. and get when products have been posted to me. I need to change and redirect my address and just all those little yeah. jobs that come with moving again. So content insurance, I know. Top of the list. Top of the list. I know. I need to put that at the top of the list. Yeah. I'll tomorrow. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm going to inbox you tomorrow to find out if you've done it or not. I'm going to be that I mum figure. <laughs> I need to remind the first thing in the morning. Yeah. Don't worry. I'll write it in my diary and I'll do that. So, and, you know, just even the thought of moving and that, that's, you know, there's adversity there and that's, you know, moving, divorce, new job, they're all some of the biggest stressful things that you can go through. So some of the biggest adversities that you can face in your life. And, you know, you've had two major ones with, you know, your home being violated and then, um, you know, having to move and that. So, and you're still smiling. 
<laughs> Pretty much, I guess. I just try and see humor out of it. As I said before, it's kind of funny, like who gets robbed? Like it's, I just think it's so random and funny. And at the end of the day, I'm safe and my family, there's no, no, hasn't harmed any of my family members. It's just a few thousand dollars that I'm kind of. Well, your family me. like, you need to come back to Gisplin. <laughs> Everyone was kind of like, oh, you can come back and stay home. I was like, no, because then I won't come back to Melbourne. Mm. Like I need to stay here. And it's like getting back on the horse, isn't it? It's yeah. like, I was like, I need to be resilient and stay here <laughs> and come back to Gippsland for holidays. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and do you think that, you know, if you hadn't gone back and stayed there, that then the robbers would have won? They would have taken more than materialistic things. Yeah, I think it would have, I would have felt like it was such a loss. Like I would have felt like I was losing. Yeah. And I'm a competitive person and I always want to one-up people and I always want to be my best. So I thought pretty much, yeah, if I, if I had gone, then they pretty much would have defeated me, but I thought, no, thank you. Not today. <laughs> well done. Well thank done. You. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> okay. So another question for you. Yes. Uh, who are your role models in resilience and how do they inspire you? Do you have any I role would, models? I would say I don't have a, I would say single role model, but a lot of people who are other students, business owners, who have all done so well to stay afloat the last two years. Um, everybody has been resilient in their own ways, whether they run a business in a street and they can only do takeaways and changing their menus and just small business owners who have to be creative in the way that they expand and change their business. I would say that everybody is a role model. Students trying to study and working from home and learning to do their exams from home, everybody mm. is resilient in their own way and all should be commended for it instead of just one person. I think everybody across the across the board is what I would say. That's wonderful. That's such a good answer. Uh, thank you. <laughs> uh, what are your passions in life, Cassie? Well, Besides content and technology-wise, um, I love fishing and camping. I'm a bit of an outdoors girl. I guess that comes from living in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, football, big Richmond fan. Go Tigers. We won't hold that against you. <laughs> 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 <Hope not. laughs> uh, what else do I like? I love collecting like cool shoes, like my Nikes. I collect NBA jerseys. I've been playing basketball since I was seven or eight years old. So I've been playing basketball pretty much What basketball team do you follow? So in terms of the NBL, Melbourne United, I do love the United. Haven't been able to go to a game this season because all the games kind of clash with my schedule, Ah. but watch them when they're on KO and on TV and things like that. And I do like the Lakers um, in terms of NBA. Kobe Bryant, I think he was an amazing player and that whole story is just it's, it's yeah, a sad story, but sad. I think he had a big, big impact on the game. So I would say that as well. Yeah, wonderful. So I believe that you've got an offer for us. Oh, I do. So if anybody wants to send me a message on my um, account, which will be linked in the description, I think, of yep. the podcast with the word resilience or say you could you heard me on the podcast, I'm offering 10% off photo shoots for my photography business or social media management as well. Um, so if you message me saying resilience, my account name will be Cassie Rose Creative and my email is just cassie.shadok at gmail.com as well. If you want to send me an email instead of the direct message as well. So 10% off shoots 
and social media management. Thank you, Cassie. That's very generous for um, Resilience Mindset listeners. And I'll put it all in the bio um, and people will be able to get the details from there. So now I've got a couple of quirky questions for you. Yes. Pineapple on pizza, yes or no? Yes. Yay. It's my absolute favourite. <laughs> We well, just lost half the listeners because we both like pineapple on pizza. Have you tried an Aussie with pineapple? Oh, I reckon we make it when we do homemade mm. pizzas, but I've never thought of it being called that. Yeah, an Aussie. So just make an Aussie yeah. with, with pineapple. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, coffee or hot chocolate or tea? Hot chocolate. Never had coffee besides iced coffees. Never really had tea before, but I'm a big hot chocolate fan. Yeah. <laughs> I'm allergic yep. to caffeine, so oh. all three of them are out for me. Damn. And I was going to ask you who your AFL team is, but, hey, we already know that. It's Richmond. Yep. Very <laughs> <laughs> uh, Well, Cassie, that brings us to a close today. I'd just like to thank you for your time and showing true resilience. You've been an absolute inspiration. Um, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure, and I've really enjoyed these questions. It's been a great chat as well, so thank you. No worries. Okay, listeners, thanks again for tuning into Resilience Mindset and I'll talk to you on our next episode. We hope you enjoyed the Resilience Mindset podcast. Remember to subscribe to the podcast to get your weekly fix listening to Resilience Queen Justine Martin. Follow Justine on social media at Resilience Mindset or log on to justinemartin.com.au. And until next time, remember, life doesn't get easier or more forgiving. We get stronger and more resilient.